Hi there, I'm Dan, and thank you very much for listening to our mini recap of the Still Parents podcast, taking a look back at episodes number 41 through to 45. We released episode 41 during the Christmas week and used it as an opportunity for the guys to get together and talk about how they navigate their grief during this potentially difficult time of year. Yeah, I think it was the realisation of knowing that we were going to the cemetery and this was going to be our new normal. Yeah. Every Christmas day, we were going to be going to the cemetery. And it was that that hit me. And 12 years down the line, you know, it's not nowhere near as raw as it used to be, but it's still a time where you go to the cemetery on Christmas day and you just look around at the other parents that are there within the, the children's area where Lily's buried and it's you're all sharing exactly the same. I was going to ask what's the feeling. What, I hadn't thought about that because um, do you see a lot of the same yeah people? And yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. And and do you know what? You would think that you would go there and you would say hello to people, um, and that because everybody there is in the same boat, mm. but it's so sombre. Well, it's a bit like what we talked about perhaps in the episode, our last episode, with Kurt last week. And he, he kept saying we were sitting in that courtyard, wasn't he, with 12 other chaps when he was at the hospital. And they were the same guys quite a lot of the time as well. It's that whole new club thing we've talked about before again, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't think any of us thought that we would be in a club on Christmas Day that is, mm. um, that is different to ones that we'd spent before. But you know what as well, though, is that... And, and I've obviously spoken to lots of lots of men, lots of women through the the support service that we run, and the amount of you know clients that we have who say they're dreading Christmas, they don't want Christmas, they don't want to do this, they don't want to do that. Well, that's absolutely fine. You go with what you want to do. Absolutely, there's yeah. no rule book. Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. The, and even if it happens halfway through the day, yeah, you, you if you want to take yourself away because you want half hour to yourself or you want an hour to yourself. Do it. That's it. You, you could start, you could get up in the morning and everything could be rosy. Mm. And, and actually then that confuses you because you're like, hold on, I'm, I, yeah. I thought I was going to be feeling, you know, different. But that, That's not. the thing though with pertinent dates that we've always yeah. said is that yeah. nine times out of ten, a lot of people that I speak to say that the build-up to it is actually worse than the actual day. Just took the itself. next question out of my mouth, yeah. That, is, it the, is it the build-up or it's, the actual day? Yeah, and I, I think I always try and liken it. And uh, I mean, like, we have a, a laughing joke within the office that Amy is the analogy queen and she <laughs> comes out with some absolute blinders. Big up to Amy, happy yeah. Christmas. <laughs> and and for, um, for me, I, I always say that it's, it, it is, it, the build-up is worse than the actual yeah. event itself. I liken it to the millennium. You know, we were all told the millennium, the whole world was going to crash, all the computers were going to crash. The planes sky dropping was, out the yeah, sky. Yeah, planes dropping out the sky. I remember it turning midnight looking up and I was thinking so is the is the sky going to change colour or is the bus going to stop running or is this going to stop and nothing could nothing yeah. it was okay. no different it was exactly the same exactly the because same day it's, it's, we live inside our obviously we, we live inside our own heads isn't it so it is that a lot of it's psychological when you come back to because maybe someone listening right now has got the completely opposite opinion where actually no the day is worse than the build up yeah absolutely do you feel relieved and anyone can answer this do you feel relieved at the end of the day that's a good question, isn't it? I don't know. Did you guys? I think I think getting through the whole of it and successfully getting through it, and not breaking down. I guess was a was a was a big one, right? For the first time, I think for the first one, yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. I, I think I did feel relieved yeah. after the first one. You know, you know, it's weird. I I know it's obviously Christmas Day and stuff, but me and Crystal found New Year's Eve worse. Yeah, right. I would agree. With oh, that. okay. 
Like we certainly the first the first, first one. one. Like we had Christmas Day and we we felt that going into a new year and I remember New Year's Eve, we went down and got a pizza from the local shop and come back and we sat in Callie's room. Okay. And we watched the fireworks out of her window and we just broke down. And we both felt it was because we were leaving her behind. Yeah. Because we were moving into a new year. Okay, I get that. So again, and it's a psychological yeah, process. Yeah. And and so Christmas yeah, Christmas Day was don't get me wrong, was 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 no picnic. But yeah, I, yeah. but we found New Year's Eve you know, I remember just being exhausted. I think yeah, at the end I was, of Christmas Day. I was just right. about to say just, it's just a different. It was a different type of tired. Yeah, it was emotional yeah. exhaustion for both of you. Though I just realised that you've both got somewhere to go physically uh, yeah. in terms of both got graves. We don't actually still, and we still haven't done anything with Amelia's ashes. Do you find the physical place in terms of the journey to to go and see, you know, to go and visit, as comforting or like because uh, obviously. Like, there's going to be people out there that are going to have yeah. somewhere to go and there's going to be others that, that, that don't maybe. I think so. that's a good question. It's yeah. a really good question and it's... Um... Before you ask, before you have a think about that, yeah. before you answer, because that was Chris Watson, like I said, he did the two episodes with us in the last series. So last Christmas was the, the first Christmas after the loss of Amelia and you've since gone on to have Sophia. Yeah. So how, before Ryan answers that then, because obviously you did have that, that first Christmas day yeah. and bearing in mind that Matt and Ryan had the place to go and it was also your first, uh, you and Kerry, the first Christmas. And so how was that and how did, what, how did, you, how did you deal with that day? That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Right? I, I, I was trying to think and I'm probably not the best person to answer some of those questions because I just don't remember the day. I'll be honest, I don't, I don't remember very much of the day and I think I, I'm yeah. trying to think back now and I just remember it being the only, there's only two things I remember was one was, was getting up and, and uh, Amelia's ashes are actually on top of the wardrobe. I know yeah. it's a random place to say that they're still not, we still don't know what to do with them. And she's, so she's always kind of ever present around the house and it's kind of getting up and, you know, yeah. as you kind of unwrap presents together, she was kind of there, there. in that same space. Yeah. Yeah. But apart from that, the rest of the day, I remember thinking, I, I just remember nobody mentioned it. No one said anything about it. No, my family, no one said anything mm. about it. It was like... Did you want them to? I know Kiri did. I don't know how I... I'll be honest, I don't know if I did or didn't. I think because I'd... It's personal, right, in that sense. Yeah. And to me, that the loss is, is personal. It's my loss. And, and although my family are part and parcel of that, for them, it's up to them how they display it and f how they feel about it. I'm kind of just like, I want to deal with it how I deal with it. I have that moment. We've got the bear that, that we got from you guys, from the Lee May Foundation, that... You know, we, we talk to her through. I know it sounds like, a, you know, it's that kind of comforting thing that you kind of have that conversation and have that conversation with the bear, get it down. Yeah. Said, I think I remember saying like Merry Christmas and stuff and bring it downstairs to unwrap, unwrap stuff. So all the big events, yeah. we get the bear out and she comes with us. And I think, you know, that's the kind of things I remember doing rather than the rest of the day because it kind of just blanked apart from that. It was really weird. You know, kind of coming back to yeah. think about it and asking, I was like, yeah, I remember the day. And, and I've just gone... I. I don't remember. I think I think we ate Christmas dinner. You know, I think we probably ate and opened presents. And apart from that, got home and went to bed. On episode 42, we were joined once again by Nathan Ellis, who's been on the podcast a few times before. This time to talk about how important it is to continue talking, not only with the people that you know, but also with other kindred spirits. And we've got the Dads and Granddads WhatsApp group as part of the Still Parents podcast and the Lily Mae Foundation. And the guys had a lot to say about the impact that group has had on them. I can't undersell either or understate how amazing this has been for me as well to, to be part of this group 
with, with you guys and, you know, the ever-growing support network, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. on the WhatsApp, the number of people. It's a weird one when, when new people join that WhatsApp group. Because, oh, is this the dads and granddads group yeah, on yeah. WhatsApp? Yeah, because, you know, every time someone joins it, there's that bit of you that goes... Ugh. Another... Yeah, do you know, know yeah. and it's yeah, so you, you have so, that's the first thing. Every time I see a new name gone there, and it's like, you know, Ryan or Matt, you'll say, everybody say hello to such and such, and I think, yeah, no, no this is awful. It, it, and you're it, right, but it's but at the same time, I then look at it and go, we know that's going to keep happening. It's always going to keep happening, and then I think. I'm really pleased that yeah. they're now in that and hopefully they'll get out of it where I have. And I see the purpose of that group because it is very active and obviously, you know, it's, it's guys so there's a bit of, you know, mucking about in there with the football or a bit of a, bit of a laugh and a joke but obviously there's been lots of occasions I read on there where people actually are speaking out and the advice that's being offered it is that... Is, is safe haven the right way to describe it or a haven? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's part of the charity, isn't it? So the dads and granddads yeah. group. If you just want to give some more detail on that, actually, because um, people can... You can see, actually, on our Instagram, there's a post up about it there if anyone would like to... Uh, or if you'd like to let anyone know about it, and then we'll, we'll come back to you now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it, it, it basically, as Nathan's um, explained there, it's a WhatsApp group that is open to any bereaved dads... Sorry, any bereaved dad or granddad. I know you're on there as well, Dan, with regard to the the support that you offer as well through the podcast and all that sort of stuff. I think also because of the the way you you engross within the charity as well is people look at you as as a as an outlet at the same time where they've got their friends who yeah. potentially are are an outlet that haven't been through it themselves and because of your <clears throat> interactions with us and and what have you there's obviously a lot of value, but yeah, it's it's essentially a WhatsApp group that is um, a support group. It's a it's an additional level of support. We um, and you don't just have to be a rep from around here to no to be no in it, absolutely. Um, it can be be anywhere within the yeah. country internationally. I would imagine as well. Yeah. I suppose the only the only thing that people potentially m- might not be able to dip into is when we go out. And we do, you know, go out and do an act activity yeah. on a bi-monthly basis or part something. Of but it's still part of that it. group, absolutely. Yeah. By all means, if anybody wants to to join that group, because they, I think you've hit the nail on the head, really, where you said it was a, a safe haven. It is. It's a safe place. It's a group where everybody in that group is in that group for a reason. Um, and you know, there's no judgment. There's mm. no filter if you like in terms of you know looking for the support that people are looking for um it's like kindred spirits isn't it it's straight yeah. away people who will get where you are and what you're going through yeah and, absolutely and, and have their their own version of those yeah, events absolutely and, and and this is one of the things that matt runs as well as part of his role throughout the charity and what have you is that you know he oversees that that group and moderates it and and he's very <laughs> you're, active you're, you're a moderator no bad language in here. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the fact that he trusts me, to, the fact he trusts me to do it, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm moderated as well. Like, <laughs> but no, it, <laughs> um, it's a it's a really, as Nave said, it's a it's a really positive group. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, me and Ryan have spoken about this um, in 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 the office now and again. Sometimes we tend to sit back a little bit. Yeah, from yeah. it because as much as we obviously you know we kind of run it we we help organize and things like this it's important that the dads who who run the group or that, that, that they kind of guide it they because, know they can speak about any because point. as yeah. nave said the thing is as well is the fact that the, the really important part here is i think is is that whole journey process mm. and i think sometimes when there's a conversation happening which is a new dad coming in 
I, f- I think it's far more valuable for the newer dads to kind of then start leading conversation because mm. ultimately, yes, we know how each other feels to a point, but Ryan is 13 years down the line. I'm seven years down the line. There are... Nathan's 18 Nathan's months. Nathan's 18 months. Yeah. There are different um, experiences as far exactly. as time's concerned. Yeah. And ultimately... Um, it, time does change things. What it, whatever people say, mm. you know, it, it does change you've, things. You've mentioned this, yeah, right before, yeah. So when a new dad comes in and a dad has just, just you know, lost, it's a fresh loss. Yeah. Me, Ryan, you know, Nath, now he's, he's a bit further down, will offer support. Yeah. Of course we will, and we always will, but it's great to see other dads just stepping up yeah. and just going, you know what, that's how I and feel. And that might be quite good for them as well because it helps your own, I'm not, whether well, the word healing is the right word to use, but just... No, co- but it is. Co- yeah. Yeah, it is. It to, is. to be able to offer you what you, your insight into things. Yeah. And also, you don't feel like you need to come into it and start just, you know, flapping your gums and chatting. If it, it's just just be there. That's just it. be in it and just read it. Just observe it. I think things like the WhatsApp groups, they're, they're really good because they're like a... Remember the old original Facebook groups? But they're like a more... For me, they're a more accessible and easier to navigate version of just logging onto your social media, yeah, opening yeah. up, going through your pages. It's there because everyone's on the WhatsApp all the time, aren't they? And bang, yeah. it's, it's just there. You can pin it onto the top. So I'll, I'll leave the link in the description as well if, um, on some details in there if anyone's interested to uh, to join us on that. Do you know yeah. the, the other thing about that as well, Dan, just to sorry to no, no, go ahead. round off from my point of view is that I think this, this the, the group itself, which is, which is the one element of it, but then I think that the subplot that goes behind that is that, you know, if, if you come into that group at a certain point in time, and you have certain experiences with, with the other yeah. men, if you go into these bi-monthly bits and pieces, you end up, or at least I've found, you end up with, you know, contacts outside of that group then that you might yes. post more generally in that group and support in that group, but you'll have your two or three kind of closer people yeah. who have, have, you know, maybe a similar point along the road mm. that you can touch base with separately. And that, I think that's... Yeah, that's the peer support aspect of it. Jack Taylor joined us on episode 43 after the loss of his baby in 2016. Jack had struggled with suicidal thoughts and the reluctance to talk. And this is what he had to say on the episode. Did you lose sense of where you were at the time or what, you know, just how you were treating your life? Yeah, I mean, for a long time and friends and family will probably agree with this. I I didn't used to talk about a lot of things anyway, whether it's family, baby, whatever. Just bottle things up and I wouldn't really talk about things. Right. Um, so for a long time after, I didn't talk about it a lot. Uh, me and Ellen went to a lot of uh, couples counselling, this, that and the other. Um, and Ellen's very open. She'll talk to anyone. She'll talk about anything. I used to go and, and we'd sit there and I just wouldn't say anything. I would literally just sit there. Mm. And she'd talk and like, I'd ask, they'd ask me the question and I'd answer and, and whatnot. But ultimately, I would just sit there and, and, and I got nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, did you, were you happy to do so? Did you want to talk? Was there? Can you, you remember how you Pro- probably your inner voice? I guess probably not. So I'd never felt comfortable talking to Ellen, who obviously I'm married to, or family, because I just I just didn't. Yeah. Probably probably a typical male. Well, yeah. You think? Oh no, I don't need I, I don't need to talk to anyone. Fine. 
But I'll, um, but I'll go because yeah, I'll be the rock. Because I want to support Ellen. Yeah. I need to be there for Isabella. It's yeah. a well-worn, it's a well-trodden like, story, isn't it? Hundred yeah. percent. It's like a cliche, but yeah, that, yeah. that is just you think. Right, I'm going to be the macho here. Yeah, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong, and you just carry, you just try and carry on as normal. Mm. Um, and for a long time, I did. I bottled it up. The, the old saying where like you just you just get get up, put yeah. a smile on your face. When you say for a long, long crack how, on. how long? It was a good while. Yeah, it was definitely a good while. There was a couple of times where things just weren't right and actually Ellen kept saying to me you need to go and see somebody you need, you need to talk to somebody mm. and again I'd be like no I'm fine I don't need to this that and the other and then it got it got to a point where I used to go out running quite a lot which used to help me used to sort yeah. of just take your mind off it you just go out running do a couple of miles whatever and I remember running so I live pretty much next door to my parents uh, I remember going out on this one run from the start I just knew my head wasn't with it but I thought sod it I'll carry on I'll keep going yeah I don't know why I did um I didn't get very far and I ended up just just like literally breaking down almost I remember banging on, on my the mom. run yeah yeah, yeah 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 on the run and I remember just sort of banging on my mom and dad's garage door just in floods of tears just couldn't cope just I just like break down yeah. if you like well it will come out won't it it will yeah and and at that point it was like they obviously said and Ellen was then saying right you 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 need to go and see somebody. Um, so I did. I went and as as much as I didn't want to because it just wasn't me, I didn't want to talk to anybody, that's just not my character, I went and it's IAPT. I can't remember what it actually stands for, but it's like a mental health okay. charity, this, that, and the other. So I went then to speak to them. Now, obviously, before that, there's quite a long process leading up to it. I remember actually sitting, when I was, on the, when I was having phone calls, or when I was waiting for phone calls to get in touch with this IAP service, I remember sitting in my car once and I had a picture of Isabella on my background, as yeah. a lot of us do, kids. And at the time, because I was in such a bad place, and I'm now fairly open about saying it, a lot of people don't know it, but I had, I had quite a lot of suicidal thoughts, which again was one of the reasons why I think in the end I did need help because yeah. it got that serious. And I just remember seeing her face and thinking, I, I need to get myself right. Yeah. Whether it's not for me or for Ellen, I'm her dad. She's looking up to me. Yep. Like to your, to us, yeah. to our parents. That growing up, they're everything to us because you just look up to them. And I remember sitting there thinking, I got to sort myself out here. This this ain't right. Did you discuss those feelings separately to to the loss, or was that like a? Yeah. So within kind of the sessions, it was just kind of broke down into a lot of things. It went back in. We even spoke about going back when I was growing up, okay. stuff like that. So it wasn't just specifically all around Oscar. It was yeah. kind of a, a whole... Oh, that's good then. Yeah, there was a lot of things. Because probably of that reason as well, that they just wanted to delve into a little bit more. Something that stayed dormant in your mind and for a long time. Yeah. Ain't that interesting? Because when I had my counselling, they did that. And they, yeah. and they took me back to... The woman I worked with took me back to my childhood and stuff. Yeah. And I yeah. thought... I started to connect little dots here yeah, and yeah. there. And it's like I hadn't even thought about it exactly it's madness it's yeah. crazy how they do it but oh yeah it 100%. just doing that is like it opens so many doors doesn't Definitely. it like, wow. i think well, what you just said then i think there's an there's an argument for people you don't necessarily need to go and have counseling until you, you need it it's sometimes it's just maybe it's almost like a a, a mind mot and then again with men we want to push it under the rug and forget we've always this <coughs> excuse me we've always said though as well you can you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink no. it exactly. and like if you go back like Precisely, what you were yeah. saying a couple of minutes ago there you've got to want to be, you've got to want to 
to do it to, to change, do it as yeah. well to change. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You could uh, yeah. listen. I'm I'm prime example as well. I've We've had counselling. Yeah. I've sat in front of people, and it's only when I've wanted to do it yeah. that I've really gained from it. Absolutely. When I've been before mm. and felt like you were just going through the motions, it's you know it's just you, you, get, you just get nothing from it, it just no goes you don't straight over your head you don't i only had it last year and that's six years down the line after yeah. we lost Callie. yeah first time what happens to your relationships and your marriage after baby loss we were joined on episode 44 by wife of matt whitehouse crystal whitehouse to get stuck into exactly this probably the last six months i've done a lot of reflection of actually matt went through the loss but matt also he was he was basically my carer for mm. years because when we first lost Callie, I don't know what, six months, maybe a year, every morning I would wake up in blind panic. I would have a panic attack. Hour, hour and a half that lasted. Yeah. And I would say Callie's name over and over and over. And I remember the one day I said, I just kept saying, I want, I want Callie back. I want Callie back. And you, he had to literally mm. like lie on me to get me calm. When was the first time you remember laughing together laughing, yeah. after you lost Callie? Oh, oh my God. I don't know. When we went away, I think. Oh, when Talkie. that seagull. <laughs> that seagull yeah, in Torquay. So, um, Little bastard. My <laughs> 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 we were walking down by the harbour, weren't we? And we had some chips. <laughs> this seagull came and just dive bombed your bag of chips, didn't he? And I swear to God, I Matt wouldn't be having scream. none of that. I <laughs> He screamed. He, he screamed. screamed. Right, yeah, he right. screamed and screamed and screamed <laughs> and kind of did this funny little dance. And I think that was the first time that oh, we laughed. Nice. It was such a weird holiday looking back, though, wasn't it? We just like, needed to it, go. We just needed to. Because literally, be I, away. I remember, like, I think when it came to like showing emotion, I suppose Crystal naturally yeah. was was was. And I've said this before, and she doesn't mind me saying this. She was broken, right? Oh, yeah. I she was, was broken. Yeah, as, a, as an individual could be on the floor, beyond mm -hmm. the floor, right? And looking back now, it is, it is kind of, in a way, kind of, you can smile about it to a point because I do wonder what other people would have thought now. No, I, we didn't care then, but like, so we yeah. were sat like in a bar or like next to the beach, lovely day in Torquay, and... and and we were just talking and, and whatever. And then all of a sudden, literally, Crystal would just start crying. Mm. like Because you do, because that's yeah, what happens. Of and looking back now, I did wonder, like, whether people were thinking, are they, t are they having a domestic? Or are they, like, they're breaking up or something? Or, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, because yeah. you, know, you, you become very aware of your surroundings. Yeah. There, yeah. Looking back at it, it, that's why it was such a, yeah. a weird holiday, because we, we did kind of swing between emotions as such, where mm. we... We had lovely moments where we did smile and we did laugh, mm. but then you, you then realise the whole. We shouldn't even have been there. No, nah, and that's that's should have been at home. That's yeah. it, right? That's it. I should have been on maternity leave at home. So did you have like almost felt again? We've touched on this before. There was a slight guilt feeling yeah. that oh, hang on, I've smiled. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. And I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be there. Yeah, but I didn't. I, wa I wanted to be at home. We. I wanted to be at home with my family that's where I wanted to be and I couldn't and I also knew that actually at the end of that holiday you've got to go back I've yeah, got to go see. back yeah. so it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't where I am change anything yeah. that actually me and Matt as a married couple are going back to a house that is empty it's yeah. quiet it's empty and when you get married 
you're marrying someone because of the person they are, mm. essentially, aren't you? So then when you go through this, it changes you completely as a person. And I was really angry about that because... Angry that it changes the person? Yeah. What, yourself or Matt or both? Both, myself, us as a couple, because my mum died when I was 11. And that had a really significant impact on me, of course. And I worked so hard on myself to become somebody that had done well at school, done well at uni, got my job that I'd always wanted to do. And I I was the woman that I wanted to be. And I'd met the man that I wanted to meet. We'd had the baby. We got the house. My dad always wanted me to do things properly, in his words. He wanted me to get my career then get married, then have children, get a house, have children. And I did it all yeah. in that in that order. And then... And in between that, I didn't realise you lost your mum so young. So it just seems yeah. so unfair. Like. Well, well bef- this is it. This was before, another thing. Before 30, Crystal had, had, had lost her mum yeah. and lost her firstborn. Yeah. Before 30. And I think, for me, I was angry that I'd, I'd worked on myself so much and then I'd just gone back again. And I wasn't able to be that woman that Matt had fell in love with. Marriages are never simple anyway, right? And I, I look at it and think, you live with a person. It shouldn't, it shouldn't work, should it really? Like, you live with a person in the same house all the time. So then you throw the loss into it. You know, we've, we've absolutely had our bumps. We've had our ups and downs. Yeah. We've had things that have nearly broken us mm-hmm. as, a, as a couple. That's the word, nearly. But, yeah. we're, but we're still here, and, and, and we're still here for a reason. Crystal put it exactly right. She's always said that you, you, you have to get to know yourself again, but then you have, mm. to get, you have to get married again. You have to fall in love with each you other know, again. I was about and, to say that. And yeah. that's it. And, and, you know, Crystal says about, you know, the, the early days and me, you know, uh, doing what I did and stuff like that, but Crystal's saved me. She has, right? She... She saved me. She's been patient with me. She's, you know, forgiven me for, for demons that I've had, right? And she has. And, and the fact, like I said, the fact that we're still here exactly. shows a strength that... Because you need to yeah. go through those things of course, anyway. Of course. There's something, I've just thought of it now, because you're comforting each other. There was one, I think it was in the episode when we were talking about uh, bad habits. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> And How many do you want to name them? <laughs> Don't yeah. get me But there was, you, you mentioned about a couple of times a comment that Crystal had, uh, had made to you, I think, when it wasn't long after you lost Callie and you went and got a few, few tins of lager. That and weekend. Yeah, that weekend. and Crystal came and it was like, just be careful. I remember that was, that was the words that you, you said. Yeah. I was going that way. Yeah. I was going that way and it was that comment. And then, like, as I've said before, I'm a, you, know, you know I'm a religious guy. I'm, that's... That, um, that's my background that's who I am that's how I and like I said that that Tuesday when we come back from the the walk um, <laughs> I'm getting on to that in a minute yeah, yeah was that time when I went to the beer fridge on a Tuesday at one Ooh. o'clock nothing else to do and I was we just stopped to get bread and I'm right there you go there's that cold lager in the fridge I'll get six of them and I'll sit in the garden because it was sunny from your side of things, Crystal, because obviously you heard from, from Matt a lot over the last couple of years with this, how, how you saw Matt being during mm-hmm. those initial, again, sort of you mentioned it then, touching on with the, um, uh, with, with the drinking, which I don't, like you said, didn't get too bad, but it was something which became, you were aware of it. Yeah. And 
so uh, how you were observing Matt during these during this early time? Matt, he likes a drink on a weekend. Yeah. But this was his way of coping. But selfishly, I needed Matt to be present and I needed Matt to be there. And him drinking wasn't helpful for him and it wasn't helpful for us as a couple. Yeah. But then also, I was asking so much of Matt at that point. As a person, he had a lot on his plate. It's only now that I can look back and be like, I really put him through it in those months and years after. And For better, for worse, as they say. Well, isn't that's it? it. But yeah, this, <laughs> when I said for better, for worse, I thought parents dying, mm. you know, anything like that. This never, ever, ever crossed my mind. Even when they were putting me to sleep to deliver Callie, I thought, she's 38 weeks and five days. Mm. Fine. I've got out of pregnancy early. Happy days. I'll wake up and I'll have my baby and that's not what happened. But actually, Matt, Matt saved me and held on for so long whilst I figured myself out and figured out I've been off work for months at a time, depressed, suicidal. Matt's had to go go out, do a full day's work and come back to me, just who has just sat there all day and hasn't even been able to get out of bed or go to the shop. And I just didn't for so long realise how hard that would have been for Matt because I was just so... I was just so broken. Yeah. Well, you, you did it. You're here. Yeah. You're still here. For people that are at the start of their lost journey and are struggling in their marriage, just hold on because it does... You, you're either going to come together or you're going to go apart. And I, it's not one... You don't get one or the other. There's going to be times where you're, you're strong and you're together and there's going to be times where you are so far apart that you think, actually... We shouldn't be together anymore. And me and Matt have been there. And from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem that way. But we have had times where we, we've, we've nearly gone the other way. Yep. Hold, Just hold on because it will get better. It will. And unfortunately, you have that common theme. You do, you do. You have and that common theme. It's well said. It's realistic expectations because, I yeah. mean, every and it is realistic. Go, it's, it's, that's yeah. part of it, isn't it? And it's, it's sticking in there. Cliche yeah. does that sound, and yeah. it is. There's no point in not being honest about it because mm. you have to be, you know, realistically, you you will go, you'll you'll be high as a kite, yeah. and then you'll drop, yeah, right down, and you won't actually think, I don't know whether we've got a way back here. But if you work together, which we do every day, then there is a way back, absolutely. Yeah, and even if he is annoying, but. <laughs> <laughs> And for the final part of this recap, episode 45, we were joined by Scott Harrison, where he and the guys discuss baby loss from a spiritual angle. I'm very into visualisation and the law of attraction and the universe, all that stuff. So I said to, I said to Vicky, my wife, let's ask the universe for a sign. And I don't know why I said this, and I don't know why it came in my mind, but I said to her, if we see a blue tree, we're having the baby. And she looked at me, and her exact words were, we are not going to see a blue tree, are we? So I said, exactly. So if we do, 
we know it's a sign. Yeah. So we go into my daughter's set assembly. They put on a little show. After the show, you can go. They sent the parents back into the uh, kids uh, in the classroom to go and look at their books and stuff for maybe 20 minutes, and then you're sent home. And we have sent down. I've never been in this part of the school before. I don't even. I don't go to the school. My wife does all that. I'm. I'm <laughs> always working and stuff. We're walking down the corridor, and on the left-hand side of the wall, in blue handprints was the biggest, bluest tree you've ever seen. It wasn't green. It was this eco-save-the-planet display that was the kids had obviously done. And it was just wow. one big, massive blue tree. So I froze, grabbed yeah. um, Vicky's hand. Then she's froze. I turned around. I picked her up, spun around and gone, we're having the baby. Yeah. I've had my own experiences myself where I was a teacher. Amy and I were teachers when, when we lost Lily. And on my way home from school, I used to go to the cemetery and and spend a bit of time there. And one thing when Lily was born, which there was a song that was playing on the radio when Lily was born, and it was uh, called Fireflies by Owl City. And three or four times... I had gone to the cemetery and got back in the car and Owl City fireflies started to play as I put as I as I turned the car on. Mm. At that Did time Did you feel like you knew it was about to? If that makes sense. I, do, do you know what? Sometimes I used to I used to laugh. Like you can will it. Because I used to think to myself, no, this this can't be right. Mm. This can't be right. And and ultimately I think what what I sort of alluded to at that time was very much that it was a song in the charts at that time. It was number one yeah, when she, you know when she was born. So is it just the fact that I was listening to commercial radio where they you know overplay songs constantly <laughs> no, and, and it's no, always on? You know, <laughs> or or was it genuinely? Was it as was it her? You know, putting on the radio for you. Yeah, and 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 I think I think what bereaved what? parents as a whole get, and I think what bereaved parents like as well is to be able to have something that they can believe yeah you know and and listen we all we're all unique we're all unique it's what you need to make you feel absolutely and 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 like amy's just said there as well it's for comfort as well and what Mm. one person believes doesn't necessarily mean somebody else is going to believe it i would never i would never ever say to somebody you know what you're saying or what they're saying is is wrong because what people believe and what people go on is is their own you know and and they have their right to do that but i did at times Mm. get in that car and think bloody hell she knows she knows and i know what you said about the fact it was number one and you know know, radio stations will play a song quite a lot anyway when when it's popular but two minutes either side you missed it exactly Mm -hmm. exactly if i'd if i'd have stayed yeah exactly if i'd have Taking a little slower walk to exactly, the yeah. to the you know yeah. to to yeah. fill up the water or whatever, you're absolutely right, and it's all things like that. And you do you think to yourself, if it, thirty seconds later, you never know. Amy, oh, can I bring yeah. you in here? Yeah, because you want to. Yeah, so you I was just show. one of my um, other clients that I supported after losing her baby. She was very um, very into signs and, and picked up on different things. And she highlighted a book um, called Signs: The Secret Language of the Universe. Um, and she said that it's all along kind of very similar lines, how interesting that was. Mm. Um, so I think it is a very common kind of theme almost. When, um, yeah. we're, we're, it's, it's a slightly different, because obviously we, when we buried Callie, but we, so we, 
when we had Callie's funeral, it was um, the end of June, mm. and and um, you know I know the the British weather is never predictable, shall we say? Just say what it is. June. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but the end of June, you'd think you know you got a chance of it being a a sunny day, and, yeah. and you know, and so it wasn't, and it was windy, and it was cold, mm. and we. Um, we got everyone to bring a balloon. So we had the church service and then we got everyone to bring a balloon to to Callie's um grave. And 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 when we were burying as we were burying her, we said, right, we're gonna we're gonna let the balloons off. And I didn't see it, but my one of our friends said that all the balloons went up, as you'd expect, windy day, whatever. But one balloon didn't. And one balloon from where it had been let off came down and bounced along to Callie's grave. And then literally stopped on a again. Like, again I, now look on a you know again it's people might say well yeah you know what it's just it's just a balloon it hasn't gone up like it's not it's that's, not it's not, it's not relevant though um, is it? it's not it's, that's what it's what it ha- means to you we felt so me and Crystal felt that that was almost like it was like someone was there to as she went yeah. as she went down to protect her and to, you know, to say, well, you know what? It's going to be all right. We'll, and, and, also, and also that we'll we'll look after mum and dad for you. But it was, yeah. Did it I, give you comfort? Absolutely. Well, again, what Ryan, well, what both of you have said, right? And, yeah. and Scott as well. You, see, you grasp, not grasp, but you 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 think, if, if you feel it brings you comfort and, and you believe in it, then absolutely, yeah. So that's it for this recap of episodes 41 to 45. The links to each episode in full, you should be able to find those in the description. And if you would like to join us on an episode, you can join us for the whole thing. You can come on via Zoom. You can join us in the studio. It can be for five minutes. It can be for the whole episode. Whatever you would like to do, you can get in touch with us through our website, stillparentspodcast.co.uk and stillparentspodcast on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon.